I, this was a fun tour portion. Man, how many of y'all saw Yeshua in this tour portion? How many of you didn't see him? Did you not see him in there? You didn't see the, the situation that God set up to show what goes on? And this truly is a message that leaders need to hear. You know, as, as a, a rabbi and as pastors that we have here, there's always a time that someone can do our job better than us. And they know it. They know it. Oh, man, they'll, they'll tell people, if I was the rabbi, anyone want my job? Come on up. Right? People don't, you know, and, and, and we get stabbed in the back. And the good news is, we can read this week's Torah portion and know that nothing changed. Right? Moses had to deal with it, so do we. But the truth is that God's word will always prevail. And that's what we see taking place. There's a battle that goes on. And it's interesting because what is this group really saying? If you, if you, let's go to Numbers chapter 16. I'm going to skip verses um, 1 because it's all those names in it. We're going to go to verse 2. So everyone knows who we're dealing with. We're dealing with Korah, right? And these other men who've come up against Moses. And they, in verse 2, and they rose up against, uh, before Moses with a, number, with a number of people of Israel, 250 chiefs among the congregation. Here's the first problem. Too many chiefs, not enough Indians, right? You only need one, right? And it says, they were well-known men. They assembled together. Do we not have this verse? It's coming? Number 16, I'm in verse 3 now. I could keep on going, but has anyone got it? I threw something out. It's not their fault. I threw something out at the last minute. So They assembled before themselves together against Moses and Aaron. They said to him, you've gone too far. All the community is holy, all of them, and Adonai is with them. Then why do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of Adonai? Now, here's ba- so what is he basically saying? Why are you the boss? We don't need you to be the boss. We want to be the boss. So his whole argument is, we don't need you, but we need me instead. And boy, do we hear, I mean, we hear that. Oh, man. I've had people come, you know, if you ask any pastor, and these are usually people we put our heart and soul into, and their mind gets, their ego gets bigger than, the, than their body, they, right? They just want it all now. See, he, he, he's been there. He's got those wounds, don't you, brother? <laughs> And so we see this is what the real battle is going on here. It says they assembled and, and gone too far. Verse 4. When Moses heard this, he fell to his face, right? And basically said, Look, God's going to deal with y'all and give you the answer. So what does Moses do? He says, you know what? 
you can have my job. Come on, take it. If you want to deal with up to six million grumpy, stiff-necked Jewish people and a group of Gentiles thrown in just for the fun of it, come on. It's all yours. Take your brazen altars and be here tomorrow, and we'll see who God chooses. And we know the rest of the story. Korah and his group were what? Swallowed up. The earth swallowed them up. He didn't send swords out after him. God said, I got this one. <laughs> Just separate yourself from them, and what will happen? Swoomp. I'll eat them up. Here's what we have to remember. If God is with us, ain't nobody going to be against us. And that's what we can live off of. Because they might try to be grumble for a season, but guess what? In the long run, God wins. And that's what we, and that's what Moses saw here. He knew the truth, but the people had to be to see it. And these were people who went through the plagues. I don't get it. I mean, think about this. They saw miracle after miracle after miracle, and they still grumbled. God fed them day and night, and they still complained. Aren't we the same way? Think about the life of Yeshua. When he came on earth, what did the people do? Man, some believed, right? But others, the right, the, the chiefs among the people, what do they say? Nope, went up against him. But even we even see his own people. You know, the script, I remember the scripture when, you know, when Yeshua had gone and fed the people, and then the next day they came back, and what did they want? They just wanted the food, right? And when they didn't get the food, what did they do? They left, right? Yeshua turned to his disciples and said, what? Y'all going to? Yeshua was not happy. Yeshua saw what the people were doing. They turned on Moses and they turned on him. But what was their reply? Surely not. For you are the Messiah. See, we see here God bringing life from the dead. And that's what our, when we have faith in God, that's what we see take place. I want you to turn to chapter 17. We're going to be reading verses, starting in verse 1. We're probably going to go through verse 5 or 6. Ready? Verse 1. There we go. And Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Ben Israel, the children of Israel, and get a rod from each ancestral house, twelve staffs in all, from each prince according to his ancestral household. Write the name, the man's name on his staff. Aaron's name, write Aaron's name on the Levite staff, for there is to be one staff for the prince of each tribe. So what do we see going on place here? God is saying, I'm gonna, I want... I'm going to show them once and for all they do need someone to lead over them. 
Yeah, I, I remember once we had a group that decided to break off from us. And they didn't like it because of how our leadership was set up, that God called one to lead, right? And they were going to have a democracy. Everything was going to be voted on. And the con everyone had an equal vote. Congregation lasted four weeks. Why? It doesn't work that way. Right? See, God gives each person, I can show you a picture and you're going to see something different. As a matter of fact, can we pull the picture up? I threw this out at the last minute because God gave me a, a, an idea. We're pulling up the picture now. Now the picture will be up. There it is. It's blank. What do you all see? Ha-ha. <laughs> what do you... There we go. What do you see in that picture? What it, what it shouted out. Faces. There's a face there. What are y'all talking about faces, right? How many of you see faces, two faces? Raise your hand. How many of you see a vase? Raise your hand. Oh, wait. Hold on, keep your hand right. I don't think we have, I think we have a tie. What do we do, right? God can give everyone the same vision and people see different things. Does anyone see anything other than a vase or two faces? Raise your hand. Two boots. Okay, anyone else? Send this in the back. A candle holder. Send the psychiatrist out. <laughs> we know who we need. Right? <laughs> right? Same picture, four different images. See, that's why it doesn't work. God has to give one clear person the authority to lead the body. Amen. And the body needs to realize it's not that person, but what? It's God leading them. That's right. Does that mean that person is perfect? No. I'm not? No. Oh, good. You know what? I'm going to make mistakes. Yeah. But that's why we have leadership to help and guide. And that's what we see taking place here. So God is showing us that even though we have leaders, we have to have one ultimate authority. And he is our ultimate authority. And he's going to use it. So we can go back to the scripture. Guys, great job back there. I threw it out at the last minute. You never know what rabbi's going to come up with next. Can we go back to scripture? It's coming. Any day now. There we go. It says right there, and then the next one, verse 4. Then you are to place them in the tent of meetings before the testimony where I meet with you. It will come, it, it will come about that the staff of the man I choose will sprout. I will then rid myself of this grumbling of the children of Israel who are what? Grumbling against you. Not against God. See, they weren't arguing that God was God. They were arguing who God should talk to. Whose choice is that? 
God's, not ours. Trust me, when I became a believer, my th I thought I would sit in those chairs and come to service and be happy. And the one day God said, guess what? You're doing more than that. And I tried to fight him. First he said, you're going to go back to school. I didn't want to go back to school. I already had a degree. I already had a business. And he goes, and then you're going to learn. So I said, okay, I'll go back to school and I'll learn the word. And then one day when I was in my prayer time, God spoke to me. And he said, you're going to make straight A's. And I did the, what are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> See, I was never a straight A student. Not that I couldn't do it. I just didn't want to. That's too much work. And I started getting my tests back. 98s, hundreds. And I realized that it was not me doing it, but God through me. See, if we let God be in control, we can do nothing without him. But with him, we can move mountains. I graduated a two-year program in a year and a half and graduated summa cum laude. If you don't know what that means, that means a 4.0. Got all A's. And I don't take the glory because I know it was God. I'm a one-eyed dyslexic. What do you want from me? But see, when we put God in control and we put our trust in him, guess what happens? So what he's showing us here is that if you go against God, guess what's going to happen to you? You're going to get sucked into the earth. Alive with everything you own is gone. But... If you follow him and obey his commandments and trust in the one that he has called to be his servant, watch what happens. So Moses spoke to Ben Israel. Each of their princes gave his staff, one from each prince according to the, the ancestral houses. Twelve staffs in all, and Aaron's staff was among them. Moses placed his staff before Adonai in the Ten of Testimonies. The next day Moses entered the Tent of Testimonies, and behold, Aaron's staff from the house of Levi had what? Sprouted, bloomed, and what? Produced almonds. See, not only did it just come alive. Remember, this staff was what? A dead stick. Yeah. Right? Had no root, had no water, had nothing. It was dead. It was deader than a doornail. I don't know where that statement... How did, where do we get deader than a doornail comes from? you got to Google that. <laughs> right? This staff was dead. And not only did it produce life again, but more importantly, it produced fruit. It came alive. And that's what our faith in Messiah is all about. Not only do, do we become alive again, but then we go forth and produce his fruit. We then go forth and proclaim his good news. We proclaim the gospel. You know, it's funny. People say, how do you like your job? I said, this is not a job for me. This is a calling. Now, there are pastors that this is a job for. They go from one place to another and they're looking for the big bucks in the big church. 
or the big congregation. But the one who's called will take that little small group and minister to them and give them everything they have. Because that's the calling that they're called for. And that's what God is looking for in us. If we have faith that He is God, and He gave us His Son Yeshua, then we were going to not only have eternal life, He's not going to take something that was once dead to, the, to, the, to, the, to Him and give it new life. But He's going to make it blossom. And more importantly, He's going to produce fruit. What does that fruit produce? Seeds. What do seeds produce? More fruit. I know none of y'all heard this because none of y'all watched, read the news. I determined that last week. But did you hear about, there was a pastor, and I think it was out in Texas, that was asked to speak at this big secular group. And they... As they turned. They had to turn him down. They had to take him away because there was a group within this organization. This organization was with graphics, AIGI something, and the whole thing was about bringing people together from all different walks. But you see, some people in that group didn't like the fact they said that the pastor didn't like the LTGBFOM that group. And women, because of his beliefs, his, his religious beliefs. And so they asked him not, and they were going to boycott it if, if he was speaking, so that the group had to ask the pastor not to speak. And I was thinking about this, you know, so they, they were upset because, they, because he believes in God's word. And by the way, we don't hate the gay and lesbian community, we love them. Right? They're, they're free to come here and hear the word of God. Why? Because I believe that God can heal them just like he heals people from addictions and pornography and everything else. And we've seen it happen. So we don't hate them. We love them. They might see that as a hate. But I got to thinking, and that's bad when I get to thinking. Because can you imagine having two, uh, two test groups? One, it's a group of normal men and women. We're going to say 50 of them in each group. 25 men and 25 women. And group A are what we would call how God created us. Man and woman, right? And in the other group, we have 25 lesbian, 25 homosexual. Right? Now here's the thing. In these two groups... There is no external way to have children, except how God put it in the Bible. Right. right? There's no scientific ways. You can't do it, right? Only a husband and a wife. That's it. So, and each year from the age of, let's say, 20 to 50, this group produces two children, one male and one female. Right? How many kids would have at the end of that 50th year? Anyone good mathematician? A lot, right? More 
than 50, right? They're going to produce and produce and produce and produce and produce. 50 times 30 is? Who said 100? <laughs> 1,500, right? That sounds about right. Now, group B, how many will they have after the age of 50? Zero. Zero. See, without fruit, you die. But with fruit, you multiply and you produce more. And that's what God has called us to do. You know, I heard an ad on TV, I think it's Genesis 129, that God said, I give you all the seed-bearing, for you vegetarians out there, you're going to love this, seed-bearing, right, trees and things to eat. But the key word there, it has to have what? A seed. No seed, no eaty. Right? Very simple. Because that's what produces. We're getting away from God's word to be able to say to the world, it's okay. And the answer is, it's not okay. And you know what? We don't need, if, that group, if, if I was the head of that group, I would have told them, see ya, well, there's the door. Because who's next? Then all of a sudden they have a group of people that, oh, they like something else. And we're going to kick them out too. You know, who's left? What happened to bringing people together? See, God's word actually brings people together. But we got to rift out those who are going against him. And that's what we see take place here. Amen. Go to verse 19. Moses then brought all the staffs from Adonai's presence to the children of Israel. They looked and each man took his staff. Adonai said to Moses, put Aaron's staff back in front of the testimony to keep as a sign to the sons of the what? Rebellion, so that it may be put an end to their grumbling against me, and so they will not what? Die. Now, it's not Moses this time, is it? It's against God. Because when, when God's basically saying here is, when you go against my chosen, you've gone against me. And that doesn't work. God picked you, if you're a pastor out there, or as, as, as a man chosen by God, to lead that flock. And you know what? We have urged to, to lift up our arms and support us. We're not perfect as men, but we, got, we, but we have to, as long as we're following God's word, we're going to be good. And that's what this is all about. It's following the Word of God. It's standing in His presence and letting Him be in control of your life. Too many times we do try to do it our way. And then we get fed up, right, when it's not going right. What do we say? Lord, you're in control. I love the bumper sticker that says, God is my co-pilot. I want to have another bumper sticker then. I want to tell that person, if God is your co-pilot, then you're in the wrong seat. Let God be the one who's flying. 
We're here just to hang on and watch what he does. Because when we let him control the flight, man, it's going to be a smooth landing each and every time. Always on time and without any bumps or turbulation. But if we go against God, better watch out. He can take you and put you into the belly of the earth. So my question for you right now, are you for him or against him? That's what this is all about. Are you for Yeshua or against him? Because if you're for Moses, you're for Yeshua. Yeshua is that eternal life. See, we are the, the, the rods of Aaron in Yeshua's staff. We're the ones who come back to life from the dead. And we're producing the fruit by bringing others into the faith. By sharing people the truth. You know, what I love about our congregation is we're from all walks of life. There is no difference. We are all equal in God's eyes. That always hasn't been the case, has it? You know, we go back 50 years, you couldn't have had this congregation. Amen. It would have been burnt down to the ground. But see, God, His truth is coming forward. His truth is being revealed. And that's what we stand for. No weapon formed against us shall prosper, says the Lord. We need to live by that. And when you're in the world doing your work and you're being persecuted for saying praise the Lord or for having a uh, religious symbol on your desk at work, stand up. Don't be afraid. Because you know what? By them not having those things in front of them, where are they going? You know, our nation was found, I, I love how these groups try to go up against our nation. You know, they wanted to take in God we trust off of the dollar bills. And the Supreme Court said, uh-uh. It was what our founding fathers founded this nation on. So we just celebrated the 4th of July for the land of the what? Free and the home of the brave. Not the braves. The brave. People get that mixed up all the time. But the land of the free. We're in a country that it gives us the freedom to worship God. We have brothers and sisters here from South Korea. Their North Korean brothers and sisters don't have that luxury. I've been to South Korea. I've gotten to minister there. And guess what? There's light there. When you go in, I remember landing at night going into Korea. And in South Korea, the light all on, just bright. It's like, it's like living here in the States. And North Korea was just darkness. See, even in the darkness, light prevails. And we're going to see that happen. 
God's going to separate those walls and set the captives free. So I want to encourage you, pray for those that are being held, that aren't seeing the light. Because one day they will see that blossom and that fruit, and they will know that it is Yeshua who brought them there. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. Abba Father, we just come before you right now. Lord, we thank you for giving us the strength to follow you, to not be pulled astray by false leaders. And Lord, let us seek your presence in all that we do. We ask this in your Son Yeshua's name. I want to ask with everyone's eyes closed and head bowed and those watching online, if you don't have Yeshua in your heart, then your rod is dead. But if you're ready to produce not only flowers, but fruit, all you need to do is say yes to Yeshua. Accept him into your heart as your Messiah, the one to follow, the one that Moses told us would be coming. If you're watching online, you, you can contact us wherever you are around the world. You see the information on the screen. And we will pray with you that prayer of salvation. But if you're here right now in the congregation and you're ready to say yes to him, all you need to do is raise your hand and we'll say a simple prayer and support. Is there anybody? Anyone at all? And Allah, Father, we thank you for this blessing. Lord, we thank you for this nation where we had the freedom to worship you. Lord, let our fruit continue to blossom as we share the good news of your son, Yeshua. We ask this in his precious name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand. Amen.